Hello and welcome back everyone to the 10 Drift Podcast. Today I have for you Taylor Haney out of Memphis. She's working with Traction Optional, putting on great events. Like this weekend, we have the Stupid Cold X Hangover Fest. Should be a lot of fun and we get to learn more about her, her history, and what she's been doing with Traction Optional and what they have planned for this year to help all you guys out. Hope Hope to see you out there. Welcome back, everyone, to Going Sideways with 10 Drift Podcast. Today I have for you Taylor Haney. Uh, been doing media marketing with Traction Optional. Uh, she'll definitely be out at Hangover Fest and Stupid Cold this weekend, depending on when I post this podcast, I guess. May or may not be this weekend. It may have been last weekend. Regardless, uh, I have her on here now for you. Hey, hey, hey Taylor. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Oh, so I have to admit, this is my first podcast, so I'm not sure exactly how these work. So bear with me. (laughs) Don't worry. It might as well be my first one. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I listened to way too many podcasts and it was just like, oh yeah, I'm sure I can do that. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I know we've hung out a little bit out. Uh, Memphis last year and you've been you've had a little part in the drift community here and there for quite a while it seems like Um, what got you interested into drift were you in any other motorsports before or how did that come about well I've I've really I've always been into cars Um, back when I was a teenager I actually had a 92 EG hatch okay um, that I adored and had for a very long time and I actually got my first taste of track days by doing autocross and so I, I did that a few events and kind of time went on whenever I so, hear someone um, say they adored their car did you name your hatch uh you know no I just called it civic <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have a good good name for it fair enough um, so you went out and started so, doing track days. Um, yeah, I only did like a couple. Um, I kind of, I was in school, so I was trying to finish college and everything and um, kind of went along and I graduated and got a job here in Memphis with comp cams and is nice. the reason why I even, even am in Memphis. Uh, so I came here and it turns out that there's a drift organization here and i met those folks and started coming to events so now did you did you start trying to drift at all by that by the time that you met them or was that not till after meeting them and getting into the sport a little bit that really wasn't until after i met everybody and kind of got in with the group and started hanging out going to events and then ultimately buying my own car and starting to drive but I was always interested in drifting through media I would go and um actually wrote uh and took pictures for a women's automotive magazine called girls and garages yeah and so I I wrote for them for a couple years and um I think they're an online magazine exclusively now but it was in print okay um but we we covered all all women, and one of my first stories was uh, 
about a female drifter. Her name's Rachel Turtz. Um, I think she has a different last name now, but anyway, um, she, I did a feature on her and she invited me to English town for East coast bash. Oh yeah. Um, and that was kind of like the igniter for me because <laughs> English town is and club loose is just, they're just a cool vibe. And I really enjoyed their event and, uh, just how they do things. So that's really what got me interested in the grassroots side of drifting. Um, very cool. I know English town's been getting a lot of buzz and they've been in the drift community for a long time, but of course they're getting a lot of buzz this year with FD going over there for, I think it's like round five or something. Yeah. That's going to be a huge deal this year. I can't wait for that. I'm hoping to be able to make it. That would be sweet. Yeah. Um, I'm, ho- I'm hoping to do the same actually. So hopefully I'll see you out there. Awesome. Uh, Absolutely. Now you'd mentioned that you got a car to, to start drifting. Is that still, is that your current car still, or have you gone through a few? No, it's still the same car. Um, it's a 91, uh, 240 hatch and it's the same car. It's just stock K. And it just keeps on trucking along. So <laughs> I, uh, I've i just done mostly coilovers, suspension mods, and angle, and um, cut knuckles not much else. Done it, right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's cut knuckles, yeah. Cut knuckles, extended LCAs, and um, rack spacers. Nice. And granted, I shouldn't say done so, right, because most everyone with a 240 is cut knuckles until they spend way too much on wise fab or something well i i figure wise fab on a ka is pretty pointless so i <laughs> i'm not even close you don't need 70 degrees of angle on a stock ka what's wrong with you no no <laughs> no <laughs> fair enough absolutely fair. not um so with that uh how long have you been working with Traction Optional now? Uh, I think it's been two years now, okay. uh, I want to say. Um, I've been driving for a little over three, um, but really I've only been involved with the group for a couple of years. Um, okay. And it's it's really been a wild ride. We had to change over hands and kind of start over from scratch a few times we've had some uh issues with the track and um the track even ha- struggling with leadership and so throwing events has been a challenge but sure. we've we're all a team and a family really and we just work together to get it done so it's fun now do you guys only do events at mir or is there any other track that you all do events at uh mostly at mir okay um yeah we've we've tried to do other events outside in the past but it just hasn't worked out i know at one point years ago before way before my time um they would go to holly springs um but that's not a thing so much anymore (laughs) um so (laughs) we uh we just stay in millington it's it's fine yeah uh i've heard there's multiple and i've only been out there once so i'm pretty new to mir uh for drifting especially um do you know what track is going to be ran this time because i've heard it's like you either do one way or there's a reverse 
Yeah, so there's basically a north and a south course. And one, the north course is more of a high speed, um, big entry, and not K friendly, is what I call it. Um, not stock friendly. So you, no, not so much. I mean, I've attempted and failed um, many times, <laughs> but it's fun. Fun for some people. Um, and then you have the other other side that starts from the drag strip and loops back around to our usual um, course that we run for our Midnight Madness events. Okay. Um, it's more of a road course type layout. Gotcha. Well, definitely should be fun. Um, do we know for this year, is it, is like the drifting going to be happening constant or how is it like, is it gonna, I'm not sure if there's going to be any certain events going on with the car show stuff that they'll pause drifting or what the plans are for that at all. Have you heard for this weekend? Yeah. Um, it's going to be happening simultaneously. So they'll, they'll have kind of the car show side and then we'll have the drifting, the courses going all day. Awesome. Um, yeah. So. And then for anyone uh, that shows up at midnight and keeps it going, that no. <laughs> that, that I'm not responsible for. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I plead the best, I guess. I don't know. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> um, so. Are, are you hoping to be more on the media side for this weekend or hoping to take the car around the track? I'm definitely wanting to do a little bit of both. Uh, I've been out of the media game for a while and I'm really wanting to maybe get some pictures um, this weekend, mostly Saturday and just hang out with the other media people that will be there, including yourself um, and just get some fun shots and Sunday I'll, I'll go out there and, and rip it with everybody. And it's going to be great. I, I really wanted to save my tires for the, the full layout, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, cause su- Saturday is going to be mostly our midnight madness layout. Um, so it's just the short road course. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a little shorter and it's still fun, but, I look forward to the hangover fest layout every year. So, yeah. Um, I, I, it, it is crazy how fast they're going on that. I, I would guess it's a considered a sweeper for that part out back. Yes. Um, cause I remember last year, uh, seeing human just probably doing a hundred miles an hour across the whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very high speed. Um, and, it's fun, but we're we're hoping that the weather stands out so that we're not having to pull people out because once they go, if they overshoot in that back area, they're gonna go basically straight down. Like Ooh. it's just kind of dips way down, and I mean, we've had to pull people out in the past. So, and I guess that's just part of having an event and drifting. Definitely, people wiping out, but. Uh, it's it's all part of the fun. That's <laughs> what we love to do, I guess. It's part of the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, I've heard possible of Human coming out. I believe he is. He'll probably just be in the G, though, if I had to yeah, guess. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm guessing, considering his comp cars and pieces and getting painted and whatnot. I'm sure he's yeah uh, not going to bring the big boy out. <laughs> but... Um, 
Have, has there been so, any word on any other bigger pro am or pro two drivers coming out? Um, I know that Jake Elliott's coming. That's awesome. Um, other than that, um, not sure. Uh, okay. A lot of people, I think, are coming to the gate, you know, day of. So it's kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of nervous people. It's January in Tennessee, so is it just going to get rained out? I don't want to pay, pay ahead if I can't go and all that type of nightmare. Yeah, and I I know that it's it's kind of like it's the main event is 12 to 5, and I think yeah people are used to a full day um being like you know six eight hours worth of driving but we've split that into two days yeah. um and that's something that people have asked for forever <laughs> for us to have a two-day event uh, just so people can make it sure. um, weekends it's hard to travel uh for our midnight madness events or friday nights Ooh. so that's really difficult for people yeah. from out of town to make those so Get off work, um, get home by six, start driving to Memphis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's people that do it. Um, people from Arkansas will drive a couple hours. A few oh, wow. of our dedicated guys come, and we really appreciate them coming because um, they've kind of lost their scene more or less in Arkansas. So they, their closest thing is Memphis. So they'll drive three hours and tow their cars here to our events. That's rough. That's pretty cool. Um, I know, but you know if you love it i guess you drive it so For sure i mean you can drift anywhere but you can only drift legally in so many places <laughs> exactly exactly um i think plenty of people out there are tired of being pulled over so they've tried to contain themselves to the track now mm-hmm. yeah uh, we're we're hoping that um more of that will happen at the track especially since we are planning to do more events especially with our little uh parking lot that we have okay uh we started doing more events like not just clinic events like we've been starting to do just learner events but we recently did like a sunday fun day uh with the side lot and it was so much fun and we can do so much with it um whereas road course you're pretty pretty limited to what the course is so And, and I've seen a handful of posts about drift clinic stuff out there. And was there a, a women's drift clinic or a women's drift day last year? There was. Um, we actually co-hosted a women's drift day with uh, this organization. Um, it's called Drift Kitchen. Okay. And uh, very good friends of mine. Um, and their mission is to get more women into drifting and to give them uh a place just for them to learn and, okay. and hang out and meet other girls that are drifting. And That's awesome. So they're, they're, they're super sweet girls. And, um, we wanted to make sure that we, they knew that, uh, we supported them. And so very nice. we decided, Hey, let's, let's do something in Memphis. You know, it's awesome what they're doing up North. And so they came down and we, we just had a blast. So where's drift kitchen based out of, do you know? Um, Connecticut. Oh, oh uh, wow! Like, yeah, like that's a pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, well, New New Hampshire, Connecticut. Yeah, like, I, I was expecting like oh Illinois or something. Not yeah, ten to fifteen no, hours away. They, 
they drove quite a ways to come to our event. Um, For sure. Which is, it's super wild. Um, they actually, a uh, year before, we had a uh, ladies drift demo uh, that Human let us have at Turismo Drift. Sweet. And those same girls came down for that. I and remember that actually. Yeah, Alexis drove her FRS, like roll cage and all, yeah. down, and uh, from from up New Hampshire, and she brought her. It has to be such a bumpy drive. Oh yeah, I mean, I asked <laughs> her. I was like, "Are how tired are you?" And she just. <laughs> I don't know. She may have mumbled words, but I think she was pretty <laughs> delirious that day. Uh, and uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of like our first effort to really like, you know, here showcase girls driving. Um, so that was, that was interesting. Very was cool. Intimidating, especially at the speedway in Nashville. But yeah, um, I actually had my first wreck ever there. So Ooh. go figure. <laughs> How long ago was that? Um, that was two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So when you're yeah, still new to it, let's just go with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it was my first out of town event. So okay. I knew it was kind of like Murphy's law, you know, if it's going to happen here. It's going to happen here and in front of all of these people. <laughs> I'm already nervous. And, you know, and I've heard like, it seems like almost every time I talk to somebody for the first time about, um, like the fairgrounds for drifting people will bring up an accident of either theirs or some horrible accident that they saw happen. And it's just like mm-hmm. that track gives, I don't know if it gives people too much confidence with how it runs and then it just sets them free or what it is about. Um, I don't know. There's just so much that can go wrong, especially for the the program guys going into the the steep bank. Oh yeah. Um, if you're not committed, you're not going to make it, kind of thing. And there's a lot of people that have just they thought they were, but man, they weren't. You know, <laughs> they just smacked into the wall. And uh, so if you're not used to walls, <laughs> it's it's kind of <laughs> it's it's hard. Uh, oh yeah. Um, especially for me, uh, apparently, cause <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to someone else about the bank at that track because they were, it was basically that the bank is not KA or, or stock KA or stock VQ friendly. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, I, I was glad that for the demo part, we just did really the center track, like kid and bean layout gotcha. and just kind of did our thing. Um, I definitely learned a lot from that experience. So I guess that's the important thing and I didn't get hurt, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. I like Um, that the important thing is that you learned, not that you didn't get hurt. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Cause I mean, it's drifting. I mean, I know eventually I'm going to total that car. I mean, it's just everybody does. But it has such a Um, nice looking paint job on it. Or is it a wrap? And it's no, it's a paint job. Oh yeah. my God. I actually, I actually bought that car like that. It was already purple. Oh wow! Um, and my EG hatch I was telling you about uh, was actually uh, purple also. And so it was just kind of like destiny, you know. And I already been looking at two forties, and here's this one came, and I'm like, this is that's it. I've got to get it. I that's found fine. my car that I don't own yet. 
Yeah, I was like, uh, you don't know it yet, but we're about to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about so, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've been on the marketing side, media side, and then even for a living now, you work with uh, Mechanics Tools, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I work for uh, Great Neck Tools. Um, they manufacture uh, a lot of uh, hand tools and like screwdrivers, saws, of course, and uh, things like that out of New York. But they also do, um, they have their brand OEM tools that they sell to AutoZone. So it's so actually made I in most... America tools even? Jeez. Yeah, um, some of it, some of it. Um, a lot of this, a lot of, a lot of what goes to AutoZone, I think, is maybe you know half yeah. and half or, or ninety ten <laughs> something. Yeah, Chinese. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I I enjoy working there. I still get to kind of do automotive ish um, with AutoZone and the commercial side of AutoZone. So. Um, so what, what's the secret, the super secret coupon code that I get for interviewing you for getting a new tool set? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I don't even get that code, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> I know. Oh, finicky. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that definitely sounds neat. Um, so you get to kind of have hobby and... Uh, nine to five all revolving around cars which that sounds like the dream life for many people out there yeah i'm super lucky to be able to do what i love on the weekends and the evenings and my nine to five is also at least related to it um and i can bring some of that experience from from the cars and bring it to work and say uh that doesn't make sense like, <laughs> it's gonna go back to the drawing board <laughs> Because I actually don't work with really any car people. Um, most of the people that I work with are manufacturing environment okay. and sales, and they don't know a thing about cars. So oh. they're kind of like, you know, would you use this? I'm like, um, no. <laughs> so so or, what you're, yeah. you're saying is you're our only hope. We need you to take it over. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> if only, right? Yeah. Oh man! Be able to afford a lot more tires. I feel like it would be the greatest thing ever to have tools marketed to people who drift, but at the same time, I know people who drift are buying used everything, so they would probably be the worst tools that you could possibly buy. Oh, absolutely! I mean, I—they've asked me about like the tools that I buy and stuff, and like be honest with you, I mean, like Harbor Freight's my best friend. Yeah, so. <laughs> Harbor Freight. I found this great Snap-on wrench at a yard sale yesterday. Um. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was probably exactly. manufactured in 1975, but it doesn't look rounded off, so we're good. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, I mean, ha I don't know the last time that I bought a real tool. I've just had the same stuff forever, hoping that I don't have to rebuy things that have lasted me 10 years. Yeah, they just don't make things like they used to. Um, no. I think the other day... I I'd found some wrenches in, tool, in my toolbox that were literally the bane of my existence. So I found every one of them from the set and threw them away. 
is they were all uh, like I, there was no brand on them it was just made in india and i had two of them break and this is like an actual wrench not like just a socket rounding off wow and i was just like nope i'm done we're out bye <laughs> that's pretty terrible oh it, it was rough um so with that uh so for this weekend is it noon to five both days, or is that just Saturday? Uh, it's it's noon to five both days okay. for the public. I think we're we're telling the drivers to get there a little earlier so they can maybe get a little bit of more slide time. Nice. Um, but but uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, if you're coming to watch, it's twelve to five. Okay. Um. Do you have any plans ever for your car to have more than a stock KA in it? Or is it pretty much your toy uh, that you don't want to break? No, I mean, I, I've always said, like, when the KA blows up, then I'll make a decision. One day. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, if everybody kind of goes one way or the other. And I know Jay, Jay who's my good friend, and he of course is going to be partial to the one J. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Probably SR. Okay. Um, but I will see, you I, know, uh, I, it just kind of depends on how things go. I figured that from talking to you that you'd lean a lot more either SR or one J than an LS swap. Yeah. I don't know. It's the LS thing is, is just overdone to me. Um, I mean, it's, it's power and yeah. it's, yeah, but I I'm not really looking to do pro am or comp or anything. I'm just I'm just having a good time. So uh, that may change, you know, further <laughs> down the line. Yeah. But as far as my immediate, you know, five year plan, <laughs> it's, more, it's more like I just want to hang out with my friends and get better, be a better driver. I guess. Now with your car, from the sound of it, do you daily it or just drive it around at all or? No, I really, I on, honestly, I don't drive it much. I drive it back and forth to the events um, and just put all my stuff in the back. It's the benefits of having a hatch. Yeah. <laughs> so I have the room to bring all my tools and everything. But uh, no, I don't daily it. Um, I have a SUV that I daily. But, oh, so, um, so disappointing. You have a stock KA240. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I really, it's, it's reliable. It's not like it's, you know, doesn't start or, or leaks oil or anything like that. Does like it have perfectly... heat and AC? Uh, no, it does okay. not have that. Um, okay. So right now it would be painful yeah. to drive it around, honestly. That would be rough. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the windshield wipers work, the headlights <laughs> work. I guess that's something. I don't know. <laughs> See, you're already ahead of most drivers on the road. Yeah. I mean, and it probably Turn even has signals okay kind of work. Huh? And it probably still has okay tires on it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a definite. It's like define. Okay. I can see the top of Lincoln's head. We're good. Or I can't see the top of Lincoln's yeah. head. We're good. I will say that I, I have driven home on wire before, oh, which is, which I don't <laughs> recommend at all. A welded diff on wires. Yeah. Driving on regular roads seems yeah. bad. Yeah. Last year, I bent a tie rod and had to drive home like oh. that, too. And that was fun. 
like trying to keep it in in the lines and my tires are squealing as one one is turned at an angle from the bent tire rod and just eat the whole way up (laughs) it's it's been a fun adventure but um that's that's part of the reason why i i got my uh, suv so hopefully i could tow it but that hasn't happened yet (laughs) i got a vehicle that can handle moving my other one around if i need to well how do you need to kind of but i still haven't Yeah, I'm just kind of like, uh, I mean, I live pretty a decent distance from the track. I mean, like maybe 20, 30 minute drive. Okay. So it's really not too bad. Yeah. Um, but if I needed to, it's there. So, <laughs> but. No trailer, but that's what U-Haul's for. Yeah, yeah, no trailer. Yeah, I actually, I don't have any room at my house to park a trailer, unfortunately, but. Um, I just realized how much U-Haul trailers should really be sponsoring drift events. Oh, yeah, because they're, like, at every event. <laughs> like, you know you're at a grassroots event as soon as you see the U-Haul trailer pull up with, mm-hmm. like, usually, like, and it's some, like, expensive car half the time, so it's really weird that they're still using a U-Haul trailer. It's like, oh, yeah, you see two turbos hanging out the hood, and it's on a U-Haul trailer from a... 92 Silverado that looks like it's falling up, falling apart, but that car looks pristine. Yeah, it's perfect body kit and all that. <laughs> it's like, like wow, okay. But they showed up, so yeah, priorities. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh man. Um. So, do you have any other bigger events happening in the near future with Traction Optional? Um, we do have a full schedule this year. Um, I'm sure we'll release more dates, um, as they come along. Okay. Uh, I know that we're definitely going to be taking more advantage of that side lot, um, for more fun days just because it's, uh, honestly, it's cheaper. Oh yeah, um, I'm sure. For us to throw the event and we can throw more of them. So, you know, more seat time is better than none. Um, so We'll be doing that along with our usual Midnight Madness events. Um, so we we may have something towards the end of the year, but we're we haven't really locked that down yet. So. Now, do you guys do any comps at all, or is it all just seat time? We've we've only been doing seat time events. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that Hangover Fest actually started as a. Um, like a a comp event with oh, wow. with Turismo, um, and it was like one of the rounds. I guess originally Turismo Drift was supposed to be multiple rounds. Um, gotcha. So that was part of part of the comp was Memphis was one of them, and that was forever ago. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't I don't foresee us doing any comps in the future. I know that there's there's been interest in doing maybe some sort of like entry level comp like state of drift type thing but um honestly with the community around here at least the western tennessee side it's the comp guys just aren't there um it's more of the eastern tennessee now which of course is is willie and east Ten drift and they've got their license series now so middle Um, and eastern tennessee have both definitely been picking up for drifting because now we even have tennessee drift coming back yeah um so 
it's like I would love to see the western side pick it up more so it's just like all of Tennessee is just known for drifting because mm-hmm. that sounds sweet and yeah absolutely it's just like oh the more you know the more events that happen often means the more tracks that allow events to happen yeah I absolutely think that um that organizations are are sleeping on the the Tennessee kind of middle America side of things because there's just it just hasn't been tapped yet yeah and more and more events i think are going to start coming up in the future i, I feel um, like tennessee's always been thought of as drag racing and wanting to have nascar yeah and and dirt track is real big yeah, which true. you know dirt and drifting kind of translate well so you would think but um there have been quite a few guys i've known that started with circle track dirt track racing and then like graduated to drifting um not to put down those but it's just like the competition seems so intense and the spectator like the the chance the size of the audience like grows potential like grows exponentially with drifting oh yeah it's one of the fastest growing motorsports out there right now Um, especially for our age uh demographic and um, I mean, you just have to go to one FD event to really see that, uh, <laughs> but, uh, even more Very so true. at the grassroots level is growing. Yeah. Um, um, cause I mean, like last year, uh, middle Tennessee had a track that was like, Hey, every month we're going to have an event. So it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So do you actually do it? Have you ever gone to any of the FD events to do media or anything? Yeah, I went to FD Orlando and covered that one year, uh, which was a lot of fun going from, <clears throat> excuse me, um, throwing, going to a grassroots event and then going to the, the big leagues, I guess you could say, and and way different ball game oh yeah oh yeah without <laughs> as, as far as taking pictures and their their level of caliber of driver and their level of driving and just the car setups everything was just wow you know it, it was very eye-opening for me it's definitely uh, crazy did you yeah. cover it for a company or for a certain driver or what what was able to get you down there to do media uh, at the time, I was still working with Girls in Garages magazine, okay. um, so I, I was getting in through that. Um, I, I mostly was, was there for fun, um, but I was also there because of Kelsey Rawlings, um, so I, that's the kind of like the female drifter tie to that. So sure. We hung out and um, got to know her a little better, and uh, got, actually got to ride along with her, and that was a lot of fun. Oh, that's wicked. So, yeah, um... yeah, she's, she's cool. I saw her doing a ton of uh, ride-alongs for I think it was Import Alliance. Mm. Um, that her car is sweet though. I I love that. I believe it's a supercharged Ford. Yeah, it's a Coyote motor. Um, she she really is still dialing in that car. Unfortunately, uh, I really I want to see her do better. I feel like she's done very well this year, um, but hopefully it's just the beginning definitely um Um, it it is good are both Sorensons in pro too they are okay yeah so we have two women competing in pro two now which is fantastic really 
yeah and it just seems like it's becoming more and more I mean maybe it's just because I'm I'm so plugged into all of it um that I see more women drivers um but it just seems like there's more and Kelsey actually threw a women's uh drift clinic this past weekend in Orlando so she's actually getting into that kind of side of things too which I know she's very excited about um something that she's talked about for a long time has there ever been a woman in pro one uh no no just Kelsey I would love yeah. that. That will be a crazy experience to see that change up. Yeah, um, and and it's and it's not like they're they're not out there at the pro am level. Sure. Um, but it's just getting that license, and you know, just like anybody else going oh, yeah. through the drifting, and it's just it's money, it's time, it's commitment, it's it's a lot of things. Um, and it's, it's hard to be successful at the competition level. Yeah. Um, if you're not all in with the money, especially. So. I, I've chatted with a handful of pro one and pro two drivers now. And yeah, um, being able to budget out and get the sponsorship to even a, like, especially for pro one, the amount of budget you need is astronomical almost. Um, when oh, you, absolutely when everyone's competing with a thousand horsepower, all the angle in the world and their cars dialed in perfect. Um, mm. Even though it's just, you know, I know last year, I think it was 32 or fewer drivers at each one. So everyone got to move on, but like even the low, like even the people at that worst end of the scale, there are still just crushing it. And it's unreal. It is. I mean, it, it's crazy how how far it's gone um, as far as power goes. It's, oh, yeah. There's there's such a divide, though, now from the grassroots and the guys coming up that are interested in competition and those guys. You know, it's like they look at it as such a higher mountain to climb. It's almost unachievable. It, um, it is basically turning into like the four levels of drifting. It's Okay, I got a st- I got a KA with a welded diff. Let's go have fun this weekend. To mm-hmm. pro am of okay, I did an engine swap, have angle kit, other stuff, and hopefully I can win this win a pro am round or two. To the yeah. pro two cars that are just one hundred percent race cars at that point. Like every single one of them is a race car. Yeah, and then the pro one that's just two to three fold of whatever the pro the pro two car was. Right. It's just, it's so wild. And it almost, it seems like it's discouraging for some of these guys that are, especially they're new, you know, and by new, I mean like, you know, one to five years worth of driving um, because they think that they have to get to that level and to, to drift it all. And to me, it's like, that's not the point of drifting for me at least. Um, But I mean, if you want to go that route, I mean, you've got to be ready to shell out some serious, serious money and some serious power. And there's definitely different attitudes at the grassroots style of you have the people that just, it's a blissful experience to take their car sideways and actually drive a car the way they want to without having really any worry in the world at that point versus the people who want to go out there, they experience it and then 
they just have a, like a, co- a competitive side of them comes out and they're like, okay, well now I need this because this get this guy in this series runs this with his car. So I need to do this. Right. I mean, they become an athlete at that point. You become, you know, it's, it's about your ability, but it's also, you know, your car being able to hang and that's being able to hang is what gets expensive. Oh yeah. Um, and then the travel, you know, just making all these events. I know that, um, East 10 drift their first year that they were doing the, the pro series or pro-am series, I guess that was last year. Yeah. Um, it was, it was pretty spread out, you know, they had to go to North Carolina and, and yeah, North Carolina parts of Tennessee. It was NSS, Bristol, North Carolina, and Georgia. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, especially the North Carolina, I know that was a haul, especially for, was it Z-Max um, the, or whatever? Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful track. I've been there a couple of times um, for other events, but uh, it's, it's it, a haul from here. <laughs> so. I mean, it, it, like, it even seems like it's quite a haul for the people that are in East Tennessee to make it out there. Yeah. Um, so I know I'm in the middle Tennessee area and I think it's a 10 hour drive for me to get out there. Yeah. And it was just like, so. I would love to, but no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it just it just shows the commitment of oh, these yeah. people. These guys are just really dedicated to to try and make it, and it's it's something that they work all the days and nights and and just to make these events, and yeah. that's what makes it really cool. But and going out hard. going out to the East Ten Pro Am stuff, it's just like the people that are running out there. You know, ninety percent of them are want like they are wanting to go to pro two and you know, they have a car that you can't mistake as being a street car anymore. You know, it's, you know, a tube front, you know, tube front and rear caged out a lot of either supercharged turbo. I don't think I saw anyone running nitrous, but very well could be. Cause I mean, there was, there's at least two people that are floating between six and 700 doors. Uh, running oh, out they're of absolutely running nitrous yeah <laughs> um at least at least the the few drivers that i know um were at some point um in pro-am level even running nitrous which is just it's just crazy to me i mean once you get to the pro two level you you might as well have a pro one level car yeah i mean you might as you just you're preparing for that you know to get to that level and a lot of guys will get their pro two license and then they just don't even go to pro two. Yeah. They just, they get to that point and they get those rules and regulations for pro two. And they're like, Oh man, I gotta do all this stuff to my car. I might as well just start a new car. I know there was his name's like, his name's completely left me right now, but he, he, um, he got first place, I believe one year and got top three this year um in east 10s so he's gotten his pro 2 license twice essentially mm-hmm. um and then i saw i want to say I, I saw his car for sale or him looking for a shell a couple months ago looking like he's gonna actually try to go to pro 2 and that'll be sweet um i just know the night owl performance is on the side of it i cannot think of his name it's a cool purple bmw oh um i know who you're talking about but I, his name is escaping yep. me also um but anyway, yeah. And then I've been seeing a lot of people talking about getting ready for this year for East Ten, like for the East Ten Pro Am, and safety yeah. standards 
like as you were mentioning, you might as well have a pro one car if you're a pro two, but I I think it's good and just a hair bad for it sounds like FD is really cracking down on restrictions for pro am. Mm-hmm. So I, I worry that it'll push people away, but at the same time, if you're wanting to win pro am, I think you should be willing to be making that move to pro two. Absolutely. I, I do think though, that as time goes on, there's going to grow to be a need for an entry level comp, yeah. like a pre pro am type deal. Um, just to give people a taste of what it's like. I mean, even if it's just like old school RBs and SRs competing just to give them like, you know, see what you got kind of thing, competition. Um, Have an in-line. Or LS even. In, yeah. Inline drift uh, in, comp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be, to me, I think I would watch that. I don't know if maybe other people wouldn't. They might think it's boring. You see the um, someone but, comes out that we were with a two J putting out her horse and just wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there would obviously have to be some sort of rules to it. Yeah. But um, I I've always thought now, like in recent years, that that need seems to be com- coming apparent because it is just it's so intimidating looking at these pro am pro two guys and thinking as an entry-level person like this is the start what the hell (laughs) right it's like oh i'm never gonna get there like i might as well just quit and i feel like people do like they just get discouraged and they say you know well i'm just gonna sell all my shit and be done because i'm never gonna make it up to that level and it's like whoa like nobody said you have to be a pro-am driver just to be a drifter yeah like Like, the phrasing sounds horrible probably but it's like i would love to see a drift classic shootout. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you have a car that's essentially set up for drifting 15 years ago. So, we right. So it's just like, it's a, you're going to have to have a slower speed course mm-hmm. because you're probably not going to have the 800, 1400 horsepower, whatever. There was a guy at LS Fest with 1400 horse. Holy shit. It's ridiculous. Um, that car was beautiful, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he brought a BMW M3 from Australia to the U.S. to drift LS Fest. I mean, more power to you. Insane. Yeah, like it was still it was right hand drive. It didn't have any side mirrors, which was really weird looking on a drift car. Um, I don't know how much you really need side mirrors when drifting. So, yeah, but it was just weird to see. I'm just like, okay, you don't need to care that much about aerodynamics. You're going sideways. Yeah, really. Uh, it's like, do you have downforce on the rear end to keep the tires tr- with traction? Good. Then we're good to go. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just the cars that we're seeing out there at events now has become unreal for what would have been like competition ready in 05, 06 wouldn't like would have trouble winning a pro-am today. Absolutely. I mean, I know that, I mean, going back to Kelsey, I mean, she's still got her SR car um, that she takes out every once in a while, but I mean, she was doing competitions with that car for a long time uh, before she did the, the coyote. Um, gotcha. But it's, 
it's just now she could never hang with them with that with a boosted sr i mean it's just yeah they would blow her out of the water immediately so it's it's crazy and that's even now insane thinking about the tire restrictions because i think pro 2 is 255 or 245 wow so it's just like you would hope that a lower power car would be fine but realistically I, like the first car that comes to my mind with prime now is uh jonathan cash Hurst, and mm-hmm. you just see this monster spitting fire out of the turbos <laughs> <laughs> it's just like wait this is a pro car son of a bitch yeah i uh, have mad respect for that man he did so well this year dude um, he did great it, it was just it was so wild watching him um come up from pro-am and then seeing him on tv this year was it was really cool like I, hey i know that person <laughs> or at least of them um and i mean it's it's been other drivers like that like jonathan naren was yeah. another one that um i was actually there uh, years ago, I guess it was about five or six years ago now, um, at Virginia International Raceway, uh, where he got his Pro 2 license. Um, and seeing him as like a young buck and <laughs> just getting his license and now to be where he is now, it's, that's I think is the coolest part about doing media stuff is, is kind yeah. of like telling that story. Uh, and, um, and like I can't wait because I. I haven't been serious in the media game for what I can consider very long because it's been, I guess, 2018 is whenever I started taking it a lot more serious. So, like, a lot of the people I know are still competing in pro-ams or have been building their cars up, and I'm just hoping to see someone I know locally, like, especially one of the ten- one of the Tennessee people I know, make it to that Pro 2 level, um, and it would just, like, it would blow my fucking mind. Yeah, my my struggle with um, covering drifting is that media outlets are kind of like dying. obsolete now, <laughs> um, dying out. Yeah, there's not really like a magazine where you can um, submit articles and things like that about drifting so much. I mean, you've got Moto IQ has more of um, technical articles yeah. and builds and things like that. And that's probably the closest thing, but you've got it used to be super street and uh yeah they and died last year. yeah i saw that which really i mean it was sad but i saw it coming i mean the fact that they lasted, lasted as long as they did i mean i i remember i think i actually still have some of their print magazines somewhere um <laughs> from like 2003 oh, shit. 2005 like i mean way back yeah <laughs> so um Whenever they were talking about Paul Walker's car from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I mean, and just, I don't know. I I think my my first car show, I've got um, a magazine. I think it was either Sport Compact Car or Import Tuner or one of those. But anyway, it's got an ad for the car show I went to. It was Spring Break Tuner Bash in Daytona. <laughs> and it was, that was a wild car show. It was right on the beach in Daytona. And I was about... Oh, I don't know. I was about 13, 14 at the time. Oh, shit. Um, and uh, my dad took me. And there was a girl on stage. They had a big stage in PA and music and stuff. And they were giving away a subwoofer. <laughs> and this girl, they asked this girl to flash the crowd to get the subwoofer. 
And I just remember my dad just like covering my eyes, like, don't you ever, ever, ever do that. I will buy you a subwoofer. <laughs> it's like very impressionable 14 year old girl, like seeing that, it's like spring break. It's like, oh God. That sounds I'm like sure. the early 2000s car scene summed up at one car show. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like the wild west. It was fun. Man, it was, it was the good times back when Hot Import Nights was actually a car show. Yeah, um, that, those were the days. Yeah, it, it's definitely <laughs> changed a little bit since then. Lots of street glow, you know. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have noticed as much out there. Have you been seeing more more drift cars running underglow for uh, track days? Absolutely, and I'm here for it, 100%. Like, I want some. <laughs> like, I'm totally going to get some, especially um, since our Midnight Madness events are oh, at, at night. yes. You know, um, nighttime events, I think that's when you really shine with it. Um, um, I'm definitely about bringing the neon back. I don't know about anybody else, but I think uh, it would be rad. I think it was uh, Jake Elliott and Josh Ferris both at uh, one of the Clarksville two-day events uh, at night had uh, color change RGB LEDs. Yeah. And I was just like, that's fucking great. And it gave me so many ideas. And one of which <laughs> I'd heard people have done before. Of I had planned to buy like a 24-pack of glow sticks and zip tie them to somebody's spokes. Oh, my God. I was like, that sounds like it'd be the coolest damn thing ever. Um, that sounds like a terrible wonderful idea <laughs> <laughs> uh i know there was one guy that had little like led cubes that fit onto the stem for the tire so it just creates a circle around the outside of the wheel and it looked really sweet oh man that's another like 2003 2004 thing that's like oh yeah ooh, buddy um, like, though my mind went to the pranks as well and for some reason i don't know why it seems like every website i go to lately has been showing me prank ideas of things to buy and apparently there's little glow-in-the-dark penises that you can put on the air on the stems for tires oh my god and i want to put them on every car at clarksville <laughs> do it <I> no balls <laughs> <laughs> Oh damn it! I'm gonna spend like thirty dollars on those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> this this is adulting. You don't have to tell anybody to sneak over there. It's like, oh man, these wheels are just rad. <laughs> Dude, those. you have such a cool setup. I'm gonna have to kneel down while I take pictures of your wheel. <laughs> Dude, and then you they go out and it's just all like bling 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 bling, and then we get to laugh. Great. Oh. Get that high shutter speed shot where you can actually make it out in the picture of what it is. Oh my god, that's gold. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh are, are we sure there's no nighttime drifting at MIR for stupid colding over fest? <laughs> no, not this time. I think we, we start our events in March. Okay. It's usually the last last Friday of the month, starting in like March or April. So how upset would car show guys be if I were to put something on their wheel? I don't know. They're pretty personal about that stuff. That's we get it. real in their feelings about it, about their wheels. Okay. How much are people going to laugh when someone has to go over the the PA to say 
whoever's doing this needs to stop. I would die. I know that. Because <laughs> I would know who it was. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. Uh, shit. I wonder how long shipping is. No. <laughs> Oh, I, I would never do such a thing to cover up any sort of liability, but I'm going to post this publicly. Oh, of course not. No, no, no we, don't act, we don't do that. Kind of stuff. That's cool. Oh, that, that would be a really rude, genius person to do something like that. Yeah, not me, though, like, but yeah. totally somebody. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason we should do that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... I think we've covered most of what we wanted to cover here today. Is there anything else that you're wanting to chat about, Taylor? No, I mean, just if you guys are, I don't know when this is going to be posted, but if you're hearing this and it's before this weekend, come out and have a good time and slide with us, get a ride along. Hell yeah. And just have, have a blast. I guess that was one other thing I should have mentioned. Is ride alongs included with the pass to do, or how are the ride alongs set up? Uh, we actually charge for ride-alongs, um, so it's I think it's fifteen a person for wristband, and then you get to ride with whoever all day. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> and then uh, is it for the normal pass? Is it ten to get in per day, or do you know? Uh, offhand, I don't. Uh, okay. I think it's twenty. 20 I want to say twenty, and then the additional fifteen to do ride-alongs. Right. Okay. Great. Good to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely, if if anyone's listening and hasn't either drifted a car or ridden in a car, it's a fucking blast. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here or driving if I hadn't had a ride along. Like I, I had my first ride along in Wishtown, and it was a blast, and I was hooked immediately. So. I 10 out of 10 recommend it or, but also with the caveat that you will get hooked and you will buy a car and you will have no money. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do drugs, don't get into drifting cause you need money. Um, yeah. it's one or the other really at this point. If you plan on being financially stable for any length of time, don't ride in a car. <laughs> um, I, I like, I didn't have my first ride along in a drift car until a couple months ago. Oh man! And it was You're one of the super newbie then. It was one of the funniest <laughs> experiences ever, because it was in uh, Louis G that had we had loaded up with me and the front passenger and two additional people in the back seat. Oh my god! Um, so that thing was weighted down so bad because <laughs> I know, like, I, like all I could think is, if I'm going to be a passenger in a car, no one else should be in that car. And nope, yeah. two more people in there. So, and he's just slinging in around corners. And it was at Mid Pond. Um, oh my god! <laughs> of all places, Mid Pond. It was such a blast. It was so horrible and amazing at the same time. Um, That's fun. Dude, Louis is such a fun person, though. That it was great. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So. I guess with that, I thank you so much for being on here. Uh, thank you for your time and hope this year goes fucking awesome for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs>